Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome to the Weekend Fantasy Update, everybody. Happy Saturday to you. Dark and gloomy here outside of Toronto. I don't know how it is in uh, the compound at Kurtz's place, but uh, tears of sadness. George, you join me as uh, just an, another guy without a team as the Islanders uh, go down last night, too. You can uh, join my club and uh, despair. But I will say one thing. The difference is... I would rather have your season compared to mine due to all the overachievement uh, in the Islanders' backyard and the underachievement uh, in, in Leaf Nation. But uh, we're on the sidelines watching the bunch of jerks. <laughs> yeah, listen, if you're going to lose, lose big, right? Yeah. You get swept. There's no, uh, oh, man, if we just would have done this. You know, if, we didn't, if Clutterbuck didn't give that puck away in game one. <laughs> no, you, you lost four games. Oh, all right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you did. You weren't going to win the series there. So congratulations to Carolina. As you said, Islanders have nothing to apologize for. It was a better season than anybody imagined. I didn't even pick them to make the playoffs. I, hell, I thought they'd be a lottery pick. Uh, yeah, was, a lot of people insane. did. A lot of smart right. people did, George. Right. So uh, congrats. You know, good season there. But now, uh, now we go on. We'll see who... Uh, Who's going to represent do. each conference here? We still got your Yankees, though, too. But uh, Paxton got a little bit uh, banged up uh, the other night, too. too. What's, I'll tell you, George, if there's a, a, a curse on this team, I, it just feels that way. With all, with, like, Every day there's a story you're thinking, okay, whatever happens, even when you get the win against a Red Hot Twins team that uh, took three out of four from the Houston Astros, which is pretty, pretty damn impressive, uh, there's always got to be something uh, negative, even with the positives, it seems like, this year, buddy. Yeah, with Paxton, he, uh, he came out last night with a, uh, what they call a sore left knee. That's his push-off leg. Uh, apparently, this is a, I don't, know, I don't know if I want to call it an injury, but I guess we have to. It's an injury he's been dealing with all season long, but last night was the first night it really affected his pitching. He will have an MRI. I, maybe he's already had it. You know, they will be at some point today. We should hear about the results. I don't know about during our show, but uh, later on today at the, at the very worst, and we'll find out what's going on there. Paxton himself said he doesn't think it's all that serious, and he won't miss uh, t- any t- uh, much time any time at all. Then again, every athlete seems to say that. So uh, we'll wait and see here. Knowing the Yankees' luck, he probably needs to have that leg amputated. And uh, it just... <laughs> <laughs> That's the best amputated. No, no, it's it's crazy, George. Like the infirmary report, and I I even remember Cardano's tweet. It's like I can't even feel the baseball team, and that's the thing about this uh, injured list thing. Like it's been it's been going on. And you're in a lot of leagues and a lot of different style of leagues, but even my buddies are saying, you know what I mean? Like you you got a fantasy baseball team. It's just a lot of the time we've talked about this. It's straight. It, it, let's call it out. It's no bullshit. It's straight up luck. Whoever doesn't get hurt the most, a lot of the time, like it takes obviously skill and drafting and maneuvering and stuff but when push comes to shove it's like who who got hurt the least to get my title thanks 
I agree. This is why uh, it's a major pet peeve of mine in fantasy leagues when you have limited or no IL slots. Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? actually. It's just stupid. It's dumb. It is because you're rewarding the team that got lucky and stayed healthy. I mean, uh, I get it. You know, there is uh, – and I'm not saying we should be uh, – you know, you don't want to penalize guys, teams that draft players that always get hurt. The Troy Tulowitzki, the uh, you know, Jacoby Ellsbury, guys that get hurt. But there are, there are so many injuries right now. And with this 10-day IL, more teams taking advantage of it. You know, right? we're going to lose a guy for three, four days anyway. Put him on the IL. It's only a week, uh, you know, five days more. We'll make sure he gets healthy. They're taking advantage of it, which is fine. Protect your assets. I get it. But in fantasy terms, it's a killer. I mean, I think Mike Cardano's tweet, uh, tweet was he had 19 guys on, on the IL. I'm sure that's an exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Nobody gets 19 guys on the IL. If, if you have 19 you have guys lot. on the IL, by the way, give it up, man. Go to church. Do what you got to do because someone's someone's after you. All right? right. But, Buy uh, a rosary. Talk to the priest. Do something, man. Yeah. yeah, voodoo. I, I, act of contrition. All right? Voodoo doll. Uh, do what you got to do, man. But uh, go see a high priest. But uh, I get it. You know, uh, I I know I have leagues with eight nine guys on the IL, and I I don't I never believed in limited. Why are we once again? Why are we punishing people for being hurt? Because I'll say it again. Maybe if I'm going to leave with Cam Stewart and Cam, hey, Cam has one guy on the IL. He's got a lucky team. Now I have yeah. eight guys on the IL, which is very reasonable, by the way. I know I have a team with eight guys on the IL, and I've seen other teams actually a little bit more than that. But we only have two IL slots. You only have five bench spots. So if you have eight on the IL, you now have a choice to make. Either you're fielding a dead spot because you're keeping an IL somebody in your lineup, or we have to release somebody. And if, let's say I have to release a good player now, a player that I want, not a, not a, a, a nobody, not you know somebody uh, I can't use, but somebody I can use, somebody I don't want to release, but I have to release him to field a full lineup, especially in the head-to-head league. And Cam goes, "Oh, thank you very much. Boom, I'll take him as I have an extra IL slot. I'll just plug him in there. It doesn't hurt me at all." So not only did I get screwed. Because I had to release that player. And I had a player get hurt. I got screwed twice. Three times, actually. Player got hurt. You know, so I had to take him out of my lineup. Now I had to release him because I couldn't field the full lineup. And then Cam, who I'm competing with, Cam grabs him because he did have room in his lineup. He didn't have hurt players. So I'll never understand that logic. Oh, it limits the waiver wire then. Listen, unless you're in an eight-team league, the waiver wire sucks anyway. There's nobody oh, yeah. on the waiver wire. It's so I don't bad. want to hear this, right? The waiver wire is always thin unless you're playing in a terrible league. There's no one to grab out there. All right, so I'll, I'll never understand that argument. It is extremely frustrating to me. That being said, Miguel Andahar is back for the Yankees today. He's actually back nice. playing third base and having, batting fourth. He did well, George, helping you out through, through lean times. That's the thing. The whole Yankees story to me is so impressive because when you look at their lineups, you're like, wow, might be fade material. But when all these guys actually went out, you know, and that's the wild world world of betting. Uh, you know what? These guys are all professionals. We've seen it. You know, American Hockey League guy comes up, Andahar, and these guys who could get, you know, who get get into the lineup. They're excited to be there, and they don't. They want to stay in the lineup. So very impressive by uh, the B list uh, players of the New York Yankees. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing they win. They've won games with guys like Taltman, Ford, you know, Wade's yeah. in the lineup. I mean, it's, uh, it goes on and on. The guys who just can't guard this batting 200, he shouldn't be a regular either. Actually, he wasn't supposed to be a regular this year. But uh, it's funny how the Yankees have done this. If you want an update on the Yankees, which there are some updates, Andahar is back in the lineup today. LeMayhew is back in the lineup today. LeMayhew hasn't played in a week. People don't realize that. So they're back in the lineup today. Clint Frazier should be back on Monday. Monday. He's in Trenton uh, playing a rehab game today and tomorrow. Tomorrow should be back on Monday. Uh, Judge still hasn't begun baseball activities. You're probably looking at June for him. Stanton, Stanton's a little scary, Cam, because they're giving almost no updates on him. 
which, uh, you know, and I think I tweeted this yeah. out yesterday. Yesterday, There's like no updates on Giancarlo Stanton, which is makes me wonder what the hell is going on here. You know, that this bicep injury has turned into a shoulder injury. It's, it's strange. So you're still waiting on him probably mid-May to, uh, to late May at the earliest. Uh, looks like Aaron Hicks could begin a rehab assignment as soon as about a week away, maybe next weekend. So he could be two weeks away from joining the lineup. And actually, I guess the surprisingly good news is Didi Gregorius is actually ahead of schedule. And they think he could begin a rehab assignment sometime later this month, and he could be back in June as well. So the Yankees are getting healthier. Severino's still out. Batonitas is still out for those who are worried about those two. They're not all that close. They'll be back maybe sometime mid to late June at that. So the Yankees are getting healthier. They're not healthy, but they're getting healthier. But the big news today will be about James Paxton. And if, listen, if it comes out while we're on the show, I'll... Definitely pass the news along Perfect. here, but uh, I don't expect. I have a funny feeling we won't hear about this till maybe sometime during today's Yankee game, which is on from, from such at one, so probably two, three o'clock. That's right. Eastern. Your news uh, lineup uh, lineup very important too. It's good to get out. Uh, that's what I listen to before I do Red Heat and Rage Scout Radio. I always c- kind of connect early and listen to listen to the show there. See, you know, listen to the lineups for the baseball. And I'll tell you, George. Uh, I'm really kicking ass in hockey and some other things last night. I, ha- I had Carolina in the over. I had Dallas. It was a really good night. But baseball, I'm telling you, man, the ebbs and flows of baseball. I've had weeks where I'm like at an 80, 90% clip, and then I think I can go to like a 20% clip. Like last night was almost the final straw. I had the Cincinnati Reds. They blew an eight-run lead last night. <laughs> like not two runs, not three, not four, eight. They were up yeah, eight to nothing and lost 12 to 11 in extra innings. What a nightmare. Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> Baseball's crazy, man. Like, it, it just changes from, like, minute to minute, night to night. Team gets 15 runs. The next night they get zero. Like, look at Texas against the Blue Jays, too. Like, I'll tell you one thing. From a betting perspective, I know a lot of very good cappers that I know. Baseball is their game, and they're calling me saying, this is the hardest uh, start of the year I've had in baseball. It's crazy. You don't know what dogs to pick, what favorites to take. It's all over the board. It's been it's been a weird week. It has uh, that that San Fran Reds game last night. Hey, it was weird. San Fran looked like a minor league bull team for a while, and they couldn't they couldn't <laughs> catch the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. It was like, oh my god! It was just uh, you got to be kidding me. Then all of a sudden they're coming back, and the Reds can't pitch, and Iglesias blows up the save. It's like uh, this is one of those weird weird weeks. That's the way I look at it. Weird weeks. A lot of uh, a lot of rain this week. That didn't not so much postponements, but a lot of rain in the, during the games. And uh, yeah, true. We we still haven't seen that really that turn to the uh, the normal weather. You know the hotter weather. I know we're seeing a lot of home runs. I believe we're on pace for the yeah. most home runs ever so, by a lot. By the way, it's good not close. Point. Good point. Like, and you, I, you know me, George. Like, I'm a I'm a bigger man, and I don't like turn the heat on like ever. Like, I like it cold. But I've been waking up with my system off, and I'm like freezing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm waking up, you know, walking up there, and I'm cranking up the heat before uh, the afternoon, and it's only getting to like what, like 60 degrees or whatever. Like, it's crazy. We're in May now. Like, we haven't we've had like one nice day, and I was saying that the same thing with Morency. It's like nuts on the East Coast. These ballparks, uh, you see these guys, they're bundled up still, and that's uh, tough to play baseball when it's uh, chilly out there uh guys uh from hot countries like uh hot weather and uh, hot balls to travel outside the the walls you know what i'm saying it's crazy right now i haven't seen a, a season where it's uh still like even today it's like gloomy and kind of eh, you know what i mean it's we're in may it's getting nuts plus listen if you're playing this gloomy weather yeah the ball is slick as it is 
right? And uh, you know, the gloomy weather, it's hard to get a grip on that ball. That's why I was seeing I think what's why we're seeing pitchers yeah. not quite throwing the ball where they want to throw them. You know, missing their locations. It's why you know, I, I like the Japanese ball. In Japanese baseball, they actually, you know, listen, here we rub that Mississippi mud on the ball. That's what the umpires do before yeah. the game to get give the uh, the pitcher some kind of grip. I think it's idiotic by the way. I mean, really it's stupid. That in this day and age, this is what we're doing. In, ja- in Japan when they manufacture the balls, there's a grip on the ball. You know, they actually manufacture it with a grip, so that your pitchers have a grip here. I mean, we, we've oh, heard brilliant. this before. Yeah, they've been doing that. Why, why don't they do that here? You know, A, no batter cares about a pitcher putting pine tar on the baseball to get a better grip. No yeah. batter cares. You know, because you guys when, are you still running on gallons. You guys are still running on gallons. You're the only country, but uh, that's a story for another day. Continue, George. <laughs> But what I was saying is pitchers don't <laughs> pitchers don't care because they don't no, they, they right. know a ninety five mile per hour spheroids coming at them. They want to know that the pitcher yeah. knows where, where it's going. Okay, they don't care if there's a little extra grip on the ball for the pitcher. They don't. You know, so why not manufacture it that way? You know, I, I don't understand this. Where you're having an umpire actually rub mud on a hundred baseballs or whatever it is each night. You know, each each ball is not done the same. <laughs> some balls are good, some balls are bad. I mean, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke that baseball still does this. That well, you know, how archaic are we that we can't manufacture balls a different way? I mean, sometimes I don't get the it. Thing oh, is, George, it's this way it's always been done. Go yeah, that's the thing. That's the problem. Like that's the thing about baseball, and like we're finally getting over it in other sports. Like, you know, it's it's kind of weird. Like as humans, you know, we have to evolve. It's kind of like, uh, you know, me, even me in the computers or whatever, like, you know, a lot of the time you learn how to do something by instinct, by feel, but you also need help. It's like the way we talk about the optimizer. There's a mixture of like human element to computer element. And then you do from watching what you do, your own spreadsheets and whatever, you can make your own decisions, how to fade, uh, fade things, you know, make certain bets. Something's too good to be true. But baseball is one of those sports. It's kind of like that movie where everything's in black and white, you know, Pleasantville. They don't want to go to a happier new place with like color and things like that they they kind of like their own little weird world that's the way it is yeah and it's the same thing with the umpires like change these guys just absolutely freak out that's the problem it's the people in charge they they, they like it that way they want to keep it that way yeah i mean but i don't i just don't get it i i just don't you know let's wake up you know it's basically going on for 130 140 years i mean let's get with the times here we've changed so many other things and we're afraid to change yeah. the, the ball I mean, it's idiotic. It's, it's just silly to me. Like I said, the batters don't care because they don't want to get hit. They don't want to have a, a pitcher who's already a little wild and has no idea where this ball is going because it's a little slick and it might slip out of his hands. They don't want that. The pitcher doesn't want that. Well, maybe Gossman does from last night, but they, 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 yeah, they don't maybe want that. Maybe yeah. yeah, a little behind. At least hit Gossman. the guy. Come on. <laughs> exactly. It's always, exactly. always frustrating. Gossman. Yes. You know, I mean, people complain. For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, during the Braves uh, Miami game last night, Urena, who plunked uh, Acuna last year, everybody knew this was coming. That Urena was pitching tomorrow, that he was going to get thrown at, and baseball, you know, said there'll be no warnings issued before the game, and that, that's all fine and good. People, people think a warning needs to be issued. No, that's not how the rule was written, boys and girls. Okay, the rule states you throw at somebody, you're thrown out of the game. It's that simple. Okay, so I don't care if that a warning was an issue. People are upset about this. Oh, they didn't even issue a warning. So what? Mm-hmm. So what? <laughs> I shoot you in the head. Oh, I didn't. You didn't. I didn't issue a warning. So get the hell out of here. You still tried to throw at him. So anyway, they did that. And, but what I don't understand about that last night, Cam, is it was a unless unless Gossman was ordered to do it by the Braves. You know, the manager said you have to throw at him no matter what. There was runners yeah. on second, and third, and two outs. The pitcher up. You don't throw at him in that case. You get the pitcher out, so you get no runs. God, I agree. Get out of that. I mean, get out of that problem. Right. <laughs> You'll find it. They'll be under the inning. Another game, you can hit him. 
Uh, I mean, it was safe, but he throws at him right there and he gets thrown out of the game in the, what, the second inning. It was dumb. Dumb. Now you have to hold, use your whole bullpen for the entire game here. So I don't, I don't know. He might have been ordered to do it, but if he wasn't ordered to do it, it was selfish and dumb. It really was. You pick, you pick your times here. You wait until he, he'll, he'll be up again in the fourth, fifth inning. You want to do it then? Two outs, nobody on? Go ahead. You know, uh, do what you got to do there. Urena certainly deserved to get thrown at. I have no problem with that. Even though you know, I, I don't really like supporting that, but Urena, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, especially when baseball doesn't take care of the, uh, their own house here. Suspending somebody for five games, a pitcher for five games is idiotic. He doesn't even miss a start. I, I know. That's it's stupid. That's the whole problem that I have. If you don't suspend a pitcher for like 10 to 15, it's not even worth doing. Guy misses what a game? Yeah, a start and it's you're an extra day off or something. You're, yeah, you, all you do is fine. It's him. just, it's just baseball's got a lot of things. And you bring up a good point about the ten day, uh, ten day, even the fifteen or maybe make it twenty. And maybe some of these minor injuries, like other sports guys, would play through it. George, I don't know if you were the commissioner, what you would do. I think we got to find a happy medium because the ten day, everybody and their mothers going on this thing, and it's getting a little bit ridiculous. Anyway, it's a huge day this afternoon, George. Yeah, most of the stuff is going on in the afternoon and night, but you're right. Yankees game, get things started at one o'clock. Kentucky Derby, mirror, mirror, mirror. I got to head to the OTB after the show to get some bets in. Hopefully a little bit uh, the track. They're talking slop in uh, Kentucky. We'll see what happens. Stewart and Kurtz, weekend fantasy update, more sports talk and betting talk after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thanks, Sean. I'd like to thank Sean Angle, keeping us on the air here, holding down the fort. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz. Weekend fantasy update here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Busy Saturday. Yay, Star Wars. Hey, actually, it's kind of sad. The guy who played Chewbacca just passed away uh, this week. Peter Mayhew, yeah. Peter Mayhew, yeah. Yeah. did, did a good did a good job with Chewbacca too. Like people think it's just yeah, he's a big hair, just making noises and stuff. No, when you really watch the guy, uh, he was pretty pretty decent actor actually. So interesting uh, Star Wars theme, George. We got all sorts of things going on today. We got horse racing, we got baseball, we got hockey playoffs again, a double bill. And I'll tell you. Uh, the investments, and we, we talk about this on the show for the listenership, and I, I've learned a lot. I think the patience game when it comes to, you know, futures, it's hard to do. We all want instant money. You know, we and you talk about it on the Sunday show. We joke around, <laughs> yeah, we got to go go see Mr. Envelope, or yeah, I'll go, you know, what's happening today? Am I getting, am I receiving, or, you know, what are we doing today? Uh, I want to get money. You don't want to wait for it. But playing these teams down like one game, I find uh, a lot of the time, George, and getting like the plus 200s, the plus 240s is a real good way. Um, I'm attacking it with the Dallas Stars when they were down at plus 240, and now they have a 3-2 to two series lead. And you know what I mean? If they close it out, it's a it's a big, big win. Or if it goes to game seven, you could be in a hedge situation still to make a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it's been a weird, uh, it's been weird NHL playoffs too. I mean, it really has. The, the favorites are not coming in. The wild cards are. Uh, I mean, they're just going bananas. Oh yeah, every right? one. Seen it? Are they? Yeah, every one. They're still there. They're still hanging around. They're still hanging That's around. Crazy. I mean, 
uh, in some ways, it's not good for the NHL because it's sort of a I kind of agree. your regular season. You know what? I agree with that 100%, George, and we'll, we, we'll, we'll still talk about it, but that's the thing, and I'm all for underdogs. It's the way I usually usually gamble. I take more dogs, and it's been a lucrative um, you know, season so far from a betting perspective, making money, but it's not cool. That's the thing. Like You have a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they were a good story. Other people who liked you know, other sports that weren't fans were starting to go, wow, this team's really good, and look what they're doing, and they're setting records, and whatever. When you have all of them gone, it's if I'm the brass of the NHL, I'm like, this is bad for business. We got to have at least a, a couple favorites. Like, and in Boston, eh, you know, they're good and all, but they're not that true, 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 you know, like can't miss type of team. You know what I'm saying? So I guess San Jose and Boston would be probably the two most popular teams left, but it's still not enough when you really think about it. No, there. Listen, there are no great teams left, right? That was Tampa Bay, and they—I uh, don't know—they crapped the bed pretty much in the, the playoffs. Choke, whatever you want to say it. Uh, they didn't play well. I think San Jose probably is the next best team, but hey, no Joe Pavelski. They're having problems. Uh, we know Martin Jones up down right now. He seems to be more yep. up than down, but it, he's hard to trust from game in and game out. And hockey—they're having problems goal, with Colorado's speed. Everything. Colorado's quick. They're very, very relentless. They're a lot like Dallas. They're just like, they're one of those teams that they can really, those third and fourth lines are pests. Like they just bang you like guys like Dickens. You know what I mean, George? Like Comfort. Like they're just kind of like uh, Calvert, a very good ad- addition in the game, the last game. Like these guys just work their ass. The basic comes, comes down to they work their ass off. They outwork you. They do, but I'm just surprised it's the playoffs. You should be yeah. able to calm down one line, slow down one line. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, it shouldn't be that difficult. Once again, you're game planning, game planning for this. During the regular season, you don't. You know, you're playing Dallas, you know, you're playing Colorado on Tuesday, you're playing Arizona Thursday, Las Vegas Sunday, Saturday. You know, you're not game planning for anybody. You're just playing the game, playing your style. But during the playoffs, you are game planning. It's like football. You're game planning specifically how to stop whatever it is. And in this case, stopping McKinnon, yep. Landis, Cog, and Ranton. I'm not saying stop, but you should be able to slow it down considerably with either your top defensive pair, whatever defensive system you want to use. And now we've seen back-to-back, back rounds, back-to-back uh, playoff rounds, teams can't do it. And that's surprising to me because generally they do do it. And that's why one-line teams generally don't do well in the playoffs, or don't go very far. Yet, McKinnon right now is probably my lead of a Conn Smythe. Uh, that's MVP of uh, the playoffs. I think he's I, my lead oh, going oh. in right now. And that, that's I amazing agree. to me. Just amazing. Yeah, and I told you how I feel about McKinnon as, like, the best player in the league. I think a lot of people are coming around to that type of talk. And I would debate you if you said, you know, you could either say um, uh, McDavid. Uh, some people will still say Sidney Crosby. I won't. But, like, it just it's just, just, just his power game, the speed, and what you're doing. The, th- the way I look at it is, what are you doing with the rest of your team? I look at the strength there. This guy's a, a one-man gang. That's kind of the thing, right? They can't win. Without McKinnon, Colorado's one of the worst teams in the league. That's the way I look at it. When I look at other teams, I still think they would be okay or better without that star. You, you, you know what I'm saying there, George? Like, he is that big to, to them. He's huge. Yeah, I mean, teams that when you have a superstar, McKinnon is a superstar, by the way. He might be the most unknown Definitely. superstar, Un- but he's, he's yeah, sort of, underrated. So sort of like Shifley in Winnipeg, where you you know you don't hear about the guy, yeah. maybe uh, West East Coast bias, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but he's a superstar, and sometimes teams have to realize, you know, just you know, some teams have a superstar and they believe everything has to funnel through it. Oh, we got to give them the puck as much as we as we can. Da 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 da. And it takes a while for for them to become a team. I think that happened with Washington for a long time. We used to always joke, you know, everybody was trying to get the puck to Ovechkin for that one time. Everybody. And when they became more of a team and realized that it's not just about Ovechkin, all of a sudden they started to, to win more. So I think that's what's uh, going on here where they realized, that, yes, McKinnon is great. 
And I say he's an absolute star for me. But you have Ranton, you have Landis Carl, give an up and coming Barry. You know, Gerardo, I think, is going yep. to be a player in years. Grubauer, good trade you made at Washington last year to get another one goaltender, especially with Volumov leaving it. McCarter. Right, right up from college. college. That's amazing, by the way, when you think about it. Right up from college. Hey, kid, yo, school's over? Yeah, go play some hockey. Uh, it's just yeah, amazing. The highest level in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's joining some uh, beer league. Like, the, guy, the guy's going from, you know, you're the Hobie Baker winner. I get it. You're the best player in the NCAA, but you're going up against men who are, like, foaming at the mouth in the playoffs it's quite an accomplishment actually not talked about enough like you hear now all the people that didn't really know the sport are kind of just saying McKinnon 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 well the McCarr story I think is unbelievable when you think about it yeah listen Colorado is only going to get better they got two number one picks this year so they'll uh I know they didn't get lucky good point they, they didn't get lucky with the uh, you know point. they could have gotten Jack Hughes if Ottawa would they had Ottawa's picks so if Ottawa would have won the lottery which they did not they would have had another Jack Hughes or even Capo if they could have got the second overall pick didn't work out for them but uh, still, this is an up-and-coming team that's going to be dangerous for quite a long time. Yeah, and who got, who's, who's one and two? It's uh, your backyard, but not your team. Rangers and Devils are going uh, Devils and Rangers back-to-back, right, George? One and two? Yeah, that couldn't have worked out worse for the Islanders, right? No. <laughs> Let's get the Devils. <laughs> know, that's the word. Your tri-ACD area, let's give the Devils and the Rangers, uh, you know, the top picks. That kind of blows. Second anyway. time in three years the Devils have won the lottery. Uh, I wonder if that should be changed. I don't I don't mind the lottery. I don't. I think it's a good idea. It's why teams don't tank, or at least don't tank as much. But maybe there should be a moratorium mm-hmm. on uh, how, how many times you can win the lottery in a certain amount of years. You know, like you know, the Oilers won it what, three times in five years. Maybe you should only be able to win it once in every five years. You can move up, but you can't actually be the number one pick unless you. Uh, I agree. Yeah, because they're lucky. Like, like Nico Heischer, Nico Heischer is a great player. But if, if that draft year it was Connor McDavid, it's crazy. Well, look what happened with Pittsburgh when they got Sidney Crosby. They changed their whole franchise, right? That one draft, they win the draft lottery. They yep. become like a, a dynamo for years. It was very simple. So I'm with you. I think they had like a, a breakdown. I was watching one of the games, and they had like a formula, like we could do this, we can do that. And I'm kind of like listening going, yeah, you know what? That make that makes a lot of sense because I'm with you. Like if you have a draft where you have a special type of player, a, a, you know, a game changer, a guy that could do things, a generational player, you know what I mean? that's not cool that another team gets you know three or four cracks at it like hey sorry Edmonton you've had the number one pick it's not our fault you screwed it up like you know what I mean but it's ridiculous that you should even get that many attempts I'm with you George totally agree with your uh, statements Edmonton has no one to blame but themselves Themselves, I mean how many number one picks do you want I mean do you want everybody in the draft we'll see if that works I like Nugent Hopkins, but I even knew, like, I'm going to tell you a story. When I was covering, like, when I was uh, the NHL uh, finals, the Stanley Cup finals, they have a day where you go to the rink and it's, uh, they bring all the rookies in, you know, they, and they give you, like, a little bit of time with the interview them, talk to them and stuff. Like, when I looked at him, he looked like, and I like the kid personally, I think he's great, but he looked like he was 10 years old, George. Like, you know what I mean? I'm kind of thinking, okay, well, you got you got forwards here. Like, to me, it just didn't seem like you know, if I was uh, GM Cam and GM Kurtz, I would have looked at the kid and said, we're not taking, like, this guy is not going to be that that high of a pay. He's a good player, but you know what I mean? He just didn't look like he had the frame, the look. Like, he just didn't look like a man. It was more like a kid, and he really hasn't. He's been okay. I'm not going to take anything away from him, but definitely not first-round material. Yeah, uh you know, it's funny. I was watching uh, NHL Live yesterday, and I forget who they were interviewing. Uh, it, had, it had to be somebody in the games that night. It might, it might have been a Carolina player, but I forget who it was. And I bring this up because you said about uh, Nutrient Hopkins looking like a kid. And whoever they were interviewing, and it yeah. wasn't a top player, but it was a player on the team, had acne all over his face. I'm like, oh, my God. 
How old is this guy? <laughs> and, you know, is it 1920, 21? I mean, literally acne all over. I, 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 you almost felt bad. It's like, oh, God, this poor, this poor guy's playing hockey. And, uh, you know, if you have acne and you're wearing, you know, playing hockey with the helmet and the sweat, Ugh. that's not going away anytime soon. Good luck. But I just remember no, thinking, no man, these, cells, these kids are so, so clear. That, that crap never worked anyway. You need industrial so strength stuff. Yep, it's so true. I, I never had so major true. problems with it, but my God, uh, it's just, oh, I mean, especially for my—I remember my niece is going through. My my youngest niece, the twenty-year-old, used to go through everything she could think of to get rid. Of, not that hers was really that bad. You know, hey, she's half Filipino anyway, so her skin—you know—if you yeah. if you're white, it's actually worse because you really see it. Half Filipino, it doesn't oh, yeah, look especially that bad with anyway. me. Who's pale with big red blotches and stuff? Yeah, it's it's a disaster. Like I never had the full fledged like patches like everywhere, but you get that like a couple really bad ones there. And you're right. Like and I, when you're playing hockey, I'm like, great, this is just what I need there. Like zits with with with, with this sweat and and socks and all the other things like rubbing up against your face and everything. No, it was a nightmare. It was, it was horrible. It's a disaster. If you have acne, don't play hockey. That's the worst sport for it. <laughs> yeah, that helmet's on your, your forehead tight and you're sweating all the time. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting rid of that anytime soon. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, no, I can laugh about it now. We don't get so, it anymore. Yeah, yeah, we can. Thank God, George. I, hate, I hated the, the acne years. They were, they were tough. Uh, but yeah, no, like even like kids, they get older, but it's just sometimes you could just look at them and go, you know what? It's just, nah, it's just, you just seem too young to me and too like thin and too, you know, like uh, it was weird. It was just, uh, I don't know. That's just, uh, just a vibe that I got. But I think me and you as uh, general managers could have done a lot better of a job. Speaking of that, before we get into uh, all the other things of the day, this Holland operation, basically you're, what are you offering? Like, this is like somebody saying, okay, uh, I'm giving you my house, my pool, my car, my wife, my dog, everything like he basically Edmonton's all in with him, even though he was going to stick around with Iserman in Detroit. He's basically Edmonton's basically saying, you know what? We don't want you to go to Seattle or take another job. So come come with us and we'll give you anything you want there, Ken. That's what it feels like. Right, George? It does. And, uh, you know, people forget Seattle's the expansion team. They're going to have a team, what, two yeah. more years or so? Two, two uh, years. I got delayed. Yeah. It got delayed a year because of a building problem, right? So, well, whatever. I think uh, but it, that's might, gonna... it might be delayed another year the way things are going. They're not. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, like actually. Swift. Uh, we should do a bet, uh, George. Who, who, who gets it first? Islanders, Shovel and Dirt, or Seattle Expansion Franchise? Over uh, under. Listen, they are still <laughs> not putting a shovel in the dirt yet. Oh, uh, I, you heard... and you, I'll give you credit. When we intervened, me and Gabe had you on like that, and that was a long time ago. You said, no, guys, just put the brakes on. This might not happen the way you think it's going to happen. <laughs> I still, I still so, don't think it's going to happen. I, I still don't think it's going to happen. I mean, everything I'm hearing is not good. I know Bettman's got the uh, the happy face, and everything's on schedule. No, it's not yeah. on schedule, folks. Now they're saying all the re- all the reviews will be done by the end of June. It was supposed to be already done. All right now it's the end of June. That'll be pushed back as well. They're getting a lot of pushback from the uh, the residents in the area. Nassau County's broke. Uh, I, I I find this very interesting. I'm dying to see when they uh, actually get this started. Don't get me wrong. I want them to do it. I just know Nassau County. I don't live in Nassau County, but I used to. Uh, I live in Suffolk County, but uh, I just know that county, man. This is the county that re- remember Charles Wong for all his faults. He offered yes, to build a whole yes. new complex by and his own money, no tax money, and they voted that down. 
So that's yeah, I just uh, that's that, just that was idiotic. It was too big. It's a sumo, you know, give me a break. Yeah, a sumo wrestler goalie uh, uh, theory was pretty <laughs> bad. But other than that, I, I, I'm down. I'm down. If if Wong wants to open up his wallet, I, I'm listening, man. That's the thing. Like these guys are unbelievable. Like these NHL guys, they kill me. Like any other sport, like some guy comes in with a lot of money, you'd be like, yes, come on in. Uh, we'll accommodate you. Would you like a drink? Like and, and and the same thing happens. The NHL, they're hanging out with like gangsters and stuff. Like Boots Del Biagio when he was going to buy a team. Oh, great guy, Boots. And then uh, this guy like basically flees people and stuff like that. Wong actually has the money. He had, you know, oh, he was owning a team and you're turning the guy down. That's a stooge move by the league. That's just dumb. Well, it was the league. It was, it was Nassau County. The league, the league was fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nassau, Nassau County. County. Yeah, Nassau County. Yeah, sorry. That's what I meant to it say. Was, yeah. It was That's too big. Then scale it really? down a little bit. <laughs> scale it down where you can live with it. I mean, it was just dumb. And uh, for all Wong's faults, and you know, rest in peace and all that. But for all yeah. his faults, I, you know, he was trying to keep the team there. He was. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was a bad owner as far as hiring Garth Snow and getting him, you know, doing stupid stuff like yep. that. But he kept the team on Long Island for as long as he possibly could. And yes, I know Brooklyn is technically on Long Island, but we all know if you live on Long Island, no one considers no. Brooklyn or Queens Long Island. All right, that's just the way it is. Yeah, but I said, yeah. as far as that's concerned, I I won't believe the Islanders are going to play in Bel- at Belmont until. I see shovel and dirt, in there, and I see something erected. Something erected. I'm not believing crap. You know, as, as for Seattle, my original point was, as for Seattle, that's going to make be a play in a lot of decisions now. Because teams are going to be worried about, you know, their, their, their expansion protection. Guys that uh, they, don't want, they, they want to be available and don't want to be available. And executives and general managers, same thing. You have to make sure you are, they're on the contract so they don't go run to Seattle when that happens. And there's going to be true. so much pressure. Think, Cam, think about how much pressure will be on a Seattle GM. Because Las Vegas did so well, well so that's, quick. That's the thing. They, gotta cha- they, get, they, can't, they can't give... The advantages that Vegas, like when Vegas had came they in, they are the league, though. They they said they are. It's it's bullshit. It's bullshit because I because these guys come in and no f- expansion team. I don't care who the hell you are. No expansion team should be able to go and go to a damn final of a professional four sports league in their first year. And I know the players were great, and I know it was a perfect storm. But when Tampa Bay and Ottawa and all these other ja- teams came in the league, it was a nightmare. They lose. They were losing eight to one, seven to one. They eventually had to get better through the draft and build it. I don't. I don't like this uh, competitive advantage PS to a new team. What about our teams, George? We're going nowhere. Well, we're gonna have, we're gonna have another expansion team to be better than teams with history again. Like that's bullshit. Let me ask. Like in the NFL. Let me like, ask you yeah, this. I, I don't know. It really it really bothers me, man. It let me ask me. you this though: Was it competitive yep. disadvantage, or was it teams not realizing what they were giving up? Both. I mean, think about but it. it was both, though. I mean, but the rules there, George, could they, they were different from when Tampa Bay and Ottawa came in. They never got the advantages that Vegas got. The way the teams, the protected players that they had, it was a different system. And, and Vegas, I will give them credit. They did a great job. Gallant did a great job. Their brass did a great job. They picked, like, Alex Tuck. Like, all the things that they did were brilliant. They were, it's almost like going to a lottery and almost hitting every number. Like, they almost won the jackpot there. They were, they were great. But it's also unfair for a team to come into the league when we have existing franchises that get treated like that. They should have to, like, it's kind of like, you know, can't they get beat down for a couple of years before they get better? Isn't that what it's supposed but, to be about an expansion team? But you could you say know? that. And the rules were designed to help them. Not this, and they weren't designed to give them a Stanley Cup team. Once again, Pittsburgh no. gave them Marc-Andre Fleury. So they gave him a top goaltender because they, they needed a salary cap. Florida had no right. idea what they had in Jonathan Marquez. Oh, no. All right, so oh, they yeah, gave him away. So. Yeah, 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 true, true, true. 
You yep. know, William Carlson. Once again, teams made bad, bad evaluations on their own players here. And Las Vegas I, didn't. I'll Las agree. Vegas got lucky, however you want to say that. I don't think uh, – I, I say, listen, I do think players should, teams should have been allowed to protect more players. I do. But then again, yes. you, can't, you can't compare Vegas to Florida, Tampa Bay or Ottawa. They paid a shitload more money to get into this league than Tampa Bay and Ottawa. So I don't think we should be punishing yeah, those teams for years it's, either. It's, it's, uh, there's got to be a middle ground, though, George. They can't be that successful off the bat. Seattle's not going to be as successful as Vegas, too. Teams no. will evaluate better. But it was just they better control. But anyway, these teams are spoiled, George. Our teams can't even do anything, and these guys are going to the Stanley Cup final. Anyway, more sports talk on the other side. Stewart and Kurtz, weekend fantasy update. Coming right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. John Cougar there. Cougar. The Cougar. Hey, what are you going to do? Hey, catch, make it rain with Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez weekday morning, 6 to 9, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And then my crazy buddy Gabe and Ranieri take over at 9 on the morning after. Get you caught up on the previous night's action. Prep for the sports wagering day ahead. You can also watch the broadcast on YouTube. Participate in the chat room or watch it on Periscope, Twitch TV, or countless other platforms. Become part of the show. Tune in for the entertainment, the knowledge, and hopefully some extra money in your pockets. That's Make It Rain with Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez. Weekdays from 6 to 9. And then the morning after with Ranieri and Marenzi, 9 to noon, right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. And then tune in for me and George every weekend, 11 to 2, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Right, George? Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, brother. Indeed. It's interesting. Uh, the Yankees game is the only one. It's, uh, the, it's the 1 o'clock game and then a 4 o'clock set. So I guess uh, when we go through our uh, daily DFS, uh, you're going to be playing like a four, maybe a 4 o'clock game and a 7 o'clock game. Is that the way it's uh, working out there, George? Yeah, a little disappointed. There's only one. I mean, I have nothing to do this afternoon. Yeah. It's raining here on Long Island. The rain is not expected to uh, hurt the Yankee game, so for those who are worried about it. But it's uh, that kind of, like you said, dreary day in Toronto. It's the same crap here. So uh, yeah, it's I was just I wanted gloomy, to, cold. I wanted I'm to go out. Looking right. outside. Ugh. It's a blah. It's, it's a very good. blah day. So it's a good day to watch sports. Blah. though. There's only one yeah. one o'clock game. Listen, anyway, we all know why. All right, and that's because Major League Baseball teams believe that uh, they schedule games at 4, 7, later on, that more fans will come. Yeah, that's the only reason why. If they, if they thought fans would come for a 1 o'clock game, they'd schedule games at 1. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. No, I think having truth. more that's early the, games... It, now, the studies the say it's late. Say? The studies okay. say late. I understand Specifically, that, night, thinking, games, uh, night games. No, I, I understand that, but I'm just going to say, here's my take. During playoff times, I think it would be better to... I, I don't mind the afternoon games, right? Like, Because if you look... Well, tonight, that's all about TV. Fan, yeah. 
like that, that's yeah, completely yeah, different. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's all about the ratings and the TV. That's in every sport. I know people complain about the NBA. Something about a Rockets game that's on tomorrow night that shouldn't be. I don't, I don't know what that what that's yes. about. But uh, we we see that yeah, the Rockets are why the hell why the hell would you ever have a yep. game in Green Bay at night on a Saturday night because TV wants it there rather than at one o'clock in the afternoon. It's just the way it is. Yes, I know. You know, baseball. You and I grew up there. Actually, were day baseball playoff games, the old World Series games. Not anymore. I loved it. You know, I loved it. Oh, so who I loved didn't? It. I know that's oh, the thing. It? Like I got, we're living in a different world, and I, I guess I just got to get used to it. But I, those day playoff baseball games were my favorite. Like that's the thing. Like you had the anticipation. The problem that I have with a lot of sports now is just you said it, George. Like we're waiting all day for things to happen, right? Other than the Yankee game, and you're lucky that's your team at one o'clock, right? I like the Kentucky Derby. That thing basically that that race will get down at six o'clock. I don't have time. You know what I mean? I could watch the other races, but they're not going to be. NBC will only pick up the race before the Derby because there's usually about. 35 to 40 minutes in between. Like, I'm not going to be watching race two or whatever. You're right. It's a very, very thin, thin, thin sports day, but it's uh, bottom heavy, not top heavy at one o'clock. It's all, it's all in the night. More, more NHL games and uh, tons of, there's actually tons of night baseball games tonight too. Yeah. You're talking about it. They're starting these six. What do you think? Tonight's about these, a good night. Um, it is a great night, actually. For like your first sports fan, like I'm a huge Kentucky Derby fan. I'm probably going to have a couple people over here. I'll talk about that a little bit later uh, with the odds changing and um, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of moving on the on the tote board there. But going to have some people over. Big big night there. But what do you, I was going to ask you about baseball? Even when we're doing the, the regular show on the red, when I'm doing Red Heat and Rage, what do you like? Do you like these six ten starts and all these earlier starts? I've noticed uh, college basketball started to do that in the Big Ten in, in New York and uh, the the areas on the East Coast. They had those 610 games they had some 640 starts like interesting times instead of 7777 and baseball's been doing it i notice a lot of cleveland games you get the old uh, you know 610 start and stuff like that it's been happening a lot what's your take george do you like it or does do you care well, the reason they're doing it, it's more for when you, during the week they want to get the fans. Fan, they understand the fans don't want to get home at you know, midnight. Yeah, you know, you keep start, them down home after seven. work instead. They have a couple beers and boom, hit the park instead of you know, eh, gotta wait for whatever, right? Like it's kind of boom. The pro- right I guess there. the problem would be is uh, you know, not too many of us work nine to five anymore either, though. Well, hey, yeah, five got an hour and a half to get hour, hour and a half to get to the game. You know, you're generally working later too, so that you sort of got to mix the good with the bad. Once again, I guarantee you, all these teams have done studies. That say this is what the fans want. This is what our season ticket holders want. That sort of thing, guarantee it. The Yankees now, like next week, Monday through uh, Thursday, they're, they're playing Seattle at the stadium, and each game started at six thirty. You know, six thirty. You know, when I grew up, Cam, all games started at eight. <laughs> Yankees started yep. at eight o'clock. I know. You know, and now exactly. uh, they don't. TV doesn't want that, by the way. TV wants these games off by ten p.m. local time because that's when their uh, local news is on. Local news. So that's what TV yeah. wants. Right, they want the games over by ten. They want that three-hour window, that three-hour block. Yeah, that's why Manfred's trying to, you know, uh, pick up the pace of play and other, uh, other game, other ways to make the game go faster. And I like his uh, his ideas, by the way. So I do too. I do too. Because when the Yankee, when the Yankees and Red Sox get together at a seven ten, seven fifteen start, you know, a lot of the time these guys know each other. Uh, batters, we can have like some fifteen pitch at bats. You know the way it is, the time between everything. You know, it takes they're four hour plus games. So, so if you got a kid who's a baseball fan, you know what I mean? He's got school or something the next day, you know, 1130, going to be rolling into bed. That's a little bit too late for, and you, and, and you want to pick up the game with the youngsters too, you know? Baseball's a family thing. You know, you want to watch it with your, with, with your dad, your brother, your uncle, or, you know, somebody like that. You can't be staying up to almost midnight to be watching a game. So I'm down, I'm down with the earlier start time around like 610, 630. I don't have a problem with it. I, I, the only, my only problem with it is just me personally, I got to get used to it. 
You know, sometimes you don't really, oh, my God, the game's for on. For lineups. You know, you, it's li- you know what right. it is? It's for the, because we're creatures of habit with our lineups and stuff like that. That's the issue that I yes. have, too. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I really wanted that player in that game for DFS, and I screwed that up. And, you know, I, fa- I found even when I play a little college stuff, I've been missing those early games, George, and it's frustrating. Then your guy goes off, and you're thinking, see, like, I got to be on top of this stuff. Because you don't think, yeah. you just assume. I assume the 707 starts because we've been betting and playing DFS for that long, right? It's ingrained We're, in we're creatures brain. of habit. We're creatures of habit. And listen, I've been burned. I've been burned the opposite way where I knew the game was at 630. I set my lineup, and then I set my lineup. Then between 630 and 7, a player came out. And I lost that advantage because the game's already started and your lineup's set. So uh, it it goes both ways. But uh, right now, for me, it's just uh, I have to make almost a mental note. Yankees, 630. Remember, you know, if you're going to bet the game, you better got to get in before 630, not 7 o'clock, that sort of thing. You know, and I've had to, uh, I got you know, that's the one change you've had to make. You mentioned Cleveland. They start at some weird times. I understand weekends, we have a lot of weird times, so I, that doesn't bother me. But during the week, yes, it is, I do have to get it ingrained in my head that we're gonna, we might have some strange times. But then again, the way you should look at it also, you know, during the week, we always have some afternoon games sprinkled here and there. The Cubs, if they're playing at home, might have a 220 start. So, you, you know, it shouldn't be that difficult. But I think the, it's also that, you know, 7 o'clock is a nice number, right? 635 sounds weird. Yep. 630? What do you mean at 630? <laughs> you know, that doesn't sound – it's dinner time at 630. I don't know, that sort of thing. I kind of like it, though. Like, well, yeah, once we get used to it, I think it's going to be good. Like, that's the thing, because even for the regular Joes who are not, not me and you, most people with those 9 to 5 jobs, you go out, you loosen up your tire, whatever you're doing, you go down to the quick tavern, you grab a, you grab one, and then you head down to the stadium. Or, you know, if it takes a while, you just head right down to the stadium for the game, too, and you get to leave earlier. That's another thing. A lot of these people, George, like, you're hardcore. Me and you are both people. We don't live directly in cities. Like, it takes us a while. Like, when I go to an event, it's not just five minutes away. Like, from my girlfriend's house, I can walk down to the Dome to watch the Jays game, you know, like, before I even, like, finish, like, a Snickers bar. Like, I'm there in two minutes. Like, her house, I could throw a ball almost to Sky Dome there. You know what I mean? It's right downtown. But when I'm coming in from the Burbs and stuff, it's a whole production, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, oh, it's absolutely. Not easy. And getting into yeah, here, New York, I'm Toronto. These are these are big, big cities. New York, biggest city in North America. If we were in uh, the United States, we'd be uh, tied for fourth. So th- these aren't small little places here. It's a nightmare to get in and out of games. Like it's it's a disaster. All right. So the the Paxton news has come in. Look at that. Oh, it came James in. Paxton. See, George, you're on, I like that. You're on, right on top of it, buddy. What do we got? Well, I wish it didn't come in. Uh, he's been placed no. on the IL, which I in some listen. I would. Yeah. You, you kind of you saw again. that coming. You suck. If he was going to miss any pitcher's going to miss one start, should automatically be put on the IL. That's it means he's going to miss at least yeah. nine days. So you get put on the IL. So they're calling it just a, a, a knee inflammation. So technically, if they're telling the truth, and once again, who knows? Uh, that's not serious. They, uh, they haven't, but they haven't provided a timetable yet. You know, so maybe it's one start, maybe it's two, maybe it's a month. Who, who knows? We don't know. But they're calling it knee inflammation. He was placed on the IL. But as I keep saying, I think that's a smart move, actually. You place him on the island. If he wasn't going to pitch Wednesday, which would have been his next scheduled start, and he's going to, that's nine days you're going to miss anyway. So place him on the aisle. It's only one extra day. Hopefully he comes back shortly after that. But once again, the way the Yankee season is going, not a shock at all. He was placed on IL. Jake Barrett was recalled. He's a reliever. Luis Sessa, for those in fantasy leagues, are you looking for a spot starter? Luis Sessa or Jonathan Lasagna will likely be one of the two guys who could take that start. Sessa's already in the bullpen. Lasagna was in uh, AAA. I would expect it to be lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah. I keep calling this guy. I always think, I think lasagna. lasagna will take the start. Uh, so do I. It makes me even hungrier. 
Your wife probably makes a good lasagna, right, George? She's a good cook. Oh, she does. Do you, do you, la- she do you does. layer it with the – do you layer it with the – because I remember I have a real – like I have a good Italian buddy, and when we used to – I remember I gave him a, a nice bottle at Christmas my other day, and he came back with this lasagna. It weighed like 20 pounds, and it was like um like the good meat, the sausage. I think it was like this lasagna was so damn good. Like I can't I can't find it, and it's like a, like Nana made it. Like the grandma, it was like the best homemade lasagna I've ever had. I've been trying to like get one that duplicate. I can't even get in the same league i am dying you got me thinking i haven't had a good lasagna in like years i am starving too i woke up i'm like oh god i gotta do that show with george it was like 10 o'clock and i'm thinking i didn't have like bacon eggs or anything i, I look i got lucky charms i got no milk i you know i, I didn't want to eat them dry i'm like what a joke like i'm really living like a bachelor like i need some food here yeah it was pretty pathetic yeah I want the. Co- I have cocoa puffs. I, I love cocoa puffs, but my oh, daughter. Oh, I love cocoa tried. puffs too. Delicious. My daughter drank all the milk last night, though, so I didn't have any milk either. So I, I've had nothing. Yeah. Oh, so I don't. I'm not eating cocoa puffs dry. <laughs> my 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 youngest daughter does. She likes it like in, like in a cup, and she takes in uh, snacks on. I'm like that's fine, but I prefer milk. I, but uh, I no like milk. cocoa puffs because you get chocolate milk with the milk. I like. Yes. That's why I like those chocolatey based cereals. That's that's why you buy them. Like oh yeah, I'll tell you, George. I, I know this is getting a little bit uh, too crazy, but uh, you know I'm basically I'm a kid when it comes to that stuff. I'm not sure if you like peanut butter, but the Reese Puffs are a winner too. You get kind of like a peanut buttery kind of chocolate milk. It's uh, very delicious, but I like cocoa puffs a lot. A, a winner when it when I see it in the store, I, I'm a fan too. Used to be a fan of yeah, Apple Jacks. Can't find them anymore. Like they don't Jacks. have them in Canada. Wow. Wow, yeah, that's, that's, that's a we don't, we don't have certain cereals that you have. I remember when I used to play hockey as a kid, we'd have billeting, right? So uh, we had a you know a tournament game. We used to change uh, uh, houses with uh, kids from uh, outside of Detroit. This plays Woodhaven, very good hockey program. I think Brian Rolston played there when he was younger. But anyway, uh, yeah, so they'd stay at our house, and we'd go to their house and stuff. And uh, in the States, we didn't have cookie crisp. I used to, like, take back bags of bags crisp, of sure. co- uh, yeah, boxes of cookie crisp in my hockey bag because we didn't have them in Canada. It was the best. <laughs> my daughter wants me to get lucky Charms. She keeps telling me I gotta buy Lucky Charms for her. She wants. So I, oh, I got Lucky, Charm. Lucky Charms. Oh, Lucky Charms are great. Oh, they're delicious, delicious. A lot of marshmallows. Okay, I'll, send, I'll send them to your place then. Yeah. <laughs> Go see Uncle Cam. He's got a family Go box of Lucky Charms. No milk, yeah, don't, though. Don't drink the milk. Yeah, don't drink the milk. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, you got me thinking, man. Every time we bring up food, I'm just like, I could really go for lasagna right now. I'm starving. And you do a show, dude. You don't look, on Sundays. On Sundays, you do the six hours, right? On Saturday, it's just the three, right? Your regulars yes. today, and then tomorrow. T- tomorrow, it's uh, you, 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 and uh, hitting early, early, early bombs with Galena at the at, at the eight yeah, o'clock t- hour. T- tomorrow, I think tomorrow's a long day. I think the weekend after, I'm one eight to two both days. I'm covering for wow. I think I'm covering for Galena for on Saturday. So, oh, so yeah, I think I'm covering for Galena. I think I'm covering for Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, so that'll be a long weekend. But then again, the, the, then the weekend after that, I go away for a couple of weeks. So, uh, nice. it's all good. Nice. It's all good. Where are you going? Where are you going, George? I'm gonna go pay homage to the rodent. Uh, that's my way of saying I'm going to Disney World, by the way. Mickey Mouse. Disney World. World. Wow. Take the family. I, I have family down World? there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I have, nice. I have family down there in the Tampa area, so I'm going to spend uh, you know, a couple of days with my cousin, then drive up to Disney, and then drive back down to my cousin, that sort of thing, uh, with the family. So, yeah, we're driving down, too. I'm not, I, I, I try to calculate if I want to take a plane down there. Forget about it. I would need to take out a second mortgage. So uh, it was just, just ridiculous uh, plane ride fares for you know, the family of uh, – you know, me, my wife, two kids, and my niece is going with us. It literally costs thousands of dollars. I'm like, you're going to be kidding me. I'll drive. <laughs> How long does it take to drive down there? Uh, I mean, if I drove straight through, about 20 hours. 
uh, from where I am. Uh, I'm not driving straight through it. With two kids, 12 and 8 in the car, there's no way I could drive straight yeah, through. Oh, Forget God. it. I, I, you guys are, I'd be driving you guys over bridges. Every what fast be food joint, you're going to hit everything. You're gonna no, be, no, we're not, we're not bad John like Silvers that. No, no. no. We'll, we'll stop someplace for breakfast in Virginia because I'm going to leave like 2 o'clock in the morning. So time I get to Virginia, we'll stop someplace for breakfast. Other than that, we'll, we might bring some sandwiches in a cooler, maybe some uh, bagels and stuff like that uh, to get you know, somebody satisfied on the way. I will stop someplace because uh, I'm leaving – Technically, I'm leaving Friday morning. I'm planning on stopping someplace uh, like Friday night to get some sleep for a couple of hours and maybe watch the yep. Yankee game as well. So the, the Yankee games will be on at 7 somewhere, so uh, watch the game. I, I time these things around the Yankee game, by the way. I know on I know, that I Thursday to- afternoon, <laughs> the Yankees have an afternoon game. The Yankees have an afternoon uh, game, so it'll be over by 4.35. If get, after that, I'll go, I'll go to sleep from 5 to like midnight and get, pack everything up, get ready to go here. And the next time I uh, stop will be once again when the Yankees are playing so I can watch the game. Or I might just follow it on satellite radio. We'll see what I decide to do. Yeah, I did the same thing. Like when I did my uh, Florida trip, I had to return a car for like an old girlfriend, right? So we took it back. I planned it around a Leafs playoff game as when they're playing Carolina back in the day. It's fun. That's a that's a crazy trip, though, George. There's a lot of uh, interesting spot down down old I-75 there, buddy. It's a it's a long one. Hope you got the kids. Give them some games, or else they're going to get a little bit restless. Don't want to bug uh, Daddy George. He's got to concentrate there. It's a that trip will put you in orbit, man. It'll make you bonkers. <laughs> Well, you got to do it smart, man. That's it. We're leaving at like 2 a.m. The kids are not allowed to sleep. So they're not allowed to sleep until we leave. They'll sleep in the car. My kids are both good car sleepers. So they'll sleep until we probably have breakfast. So that's already a third of the trip gone. You know, they've gone on some other decently long trips. They should be okay. But listen, we all, kids nowadays, they all have their devices. They have their, their iPhones, yeah. their iTouches, and this other crap they have. a good point. We had nothing back then. Like, what are we going to do? Play Boggle in the back? Or, hey, I, I'm, I'm done my Rubik's Cube. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we maybe a little, like, Coleco. Like, we had the head-to-head, like, football games and stuff like that. But not today. Like these kids got everything. Those phones are weapons, man. They could just they, they could go through anything. Like we were we were getting bored real quick. We're going, okay, this video game's gone, this is gone, this is gone, this is gone. Don't want to read a book in a moving car. That blows. You know, you get sick. So yeah, no, you're right. To, yeah, kids, it's a different world we're living in right now. That's the, actually that's one good thing, George. We bust we bust their balls for like, oh, you kids, you're not going out and talking to human beings and doing this, but for a road trip, the new technology's great. It keeps Daddy Fantastic. George, uh, you know, yeah, it is. Sane. It's, it's a win-win. It'll keep me yeah, sane. That's what it'll do. It'll keep it's me sane. And coming, coming back, I'm planning on doing it in one shot. I'm not stopping anywhere. I'm going to want to get home. Yeah. What do you think about uh, – we'll go over through the lines. Obviously, we go through all the baseball games, the early game. Uh, what about Hap laying 35 cents? Minnesota's a pretty good team and, and lost last night. I'm kind of looking at Minnesota as a dog saying it's pretty intriguing. Eggs Odorizzi's uh, done pretty well. He's not bad. You're getting 50 Eggs odor easy. I like that. I haven't heard that before. That's good. That's, That's good. one of my best. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I came up. <laughs> I got some good eggs odor easy, baby. <laughs> That's actually fantastic. We'll talk about more about that after the break. But I haven't heard that one before. A little yeah. Chris Berman there, right? Yeah. To love his I've, stole, I've stolen one from my buddy. We, we, so sometimes we, you know, we have a couple drinks and we come up with these things. But, yeah, eggs odor easy. One of our favorites. So, yeah, he's going up against uh, Hap today. Should be interesting. That's the first game off the board. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz. Weekend Fantasy Update and Angle 2. We'll be back after a short break.